Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast, part of Mike's Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma and support, and importantly some of your very own personal stories. I want to thank you for being part of Mike's Open Journal as guests, as visitors, as speakers, as listeners. Welcome to the world of mental health. And remember, you're not alone out there. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. And welcome to the Mojo Podcast and to a MEGACAST episode. I am delighted to have you guys with me once again. Thank you so much for continuing to download, subscribe and all that business to the podcast. If you do have time, leaving a review helps. I don't know how, some algorithmic thing I'm sure. Um, But thank you so much for continuing to be involved in the podcast. Today I'm delighted to share with you an episode that I recorded uh, just over a week ago with Matt and Wes from Audio Rising and Surviving My Past. It was awesome to to sit down and catch up with the guys again. Um, as kind of regular mega cast episodes, we'll be aware we did have uh, a little bit of a, an ongoing conversation around what time we were actually recording and what time it was in different time zones and um, all that business, but uh, it was awesome to sit down. In this episode, we have a little bit of a chat about um, kind of the conversations we feel kind of happy having or some that we might not be sure about, uh, the different versions of ourselves that sometimes we experience or we share, uh, what we thought about that. I also stumbled across stumbled across a, a phrase that I really like, mindfully mindless. Um, I love it. Uh, I'm going to somehow try to incorporate that in more stuff in the future. Uh, but yeah, it was ace just to sit down and have a conversation with the guys um, very openly. And again, I just I love every episode we do of these. Um, so hopefully you really enjoy this episode. Please do um, go back and listen to some of the other Megacast episodes as well if you haven't already. And make sure you've also subscribed to the guys' podcast as well. Each of us do a slightly different thing uh, with our episodes. Uh, and there have been times when we've had similar, very similar, if not the same, um, guests on in the past as well. So it's really interesting to kind of compare those episodes. But yeah, please do share the love with those guys as well. Um, as always, all the tags and stuff will be in the description. So make sure you click on those and go and follow them as well. But thank you so much for downloading. And I'm going to drop you straight into our conversation. I don't know what there was a discussion that the wife and I were having just this morning and I thought well hmm maybe it, it just popped into my mind and I don't as usual I don't know how to verbalize it so um uh here would be a good topic not to blindside anybody oh here um, it comes that's proper yeah, that's a host opening that is <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I figured I'd do it before Matt told me I had to cuz usually Usually he makes. Well, yeah, it was coming up. I was about to say, so Wes, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I figured I'd try and beat him to it. So, all right, let me see if I can phrase this right. And it's not anything real heavy, but it's it's just kind of, hmm. So 
do loved ones feel as though they need to walk on emotional eggshells around us because of some of the issues we either have have now or have had in the past. And what I mean by that is, um, do, is there anybody in our lives that feel like they don't want to show us when they're sad because they're afraid it's going to trigger sadness in us or anxiety in us or how do how do we how do we feel about that um just just talk amongst yourselves no. well first off is somebody recording this i am yeah i just i just hit the record button Good. about we were we were we were just coming out of the eu discussion and I went, yeah, I don't know it's like oh i won't record that part i'll just yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah well, we could always we can always circle back around too, and if we want to, I don't think we want. To. <laughs> yeah, I don't. No. Think we have. So uh, I, yeah. I would say here's my two cents, and I think people in my life, and that's I guess how I'll I'll get my my context for this. They don't that I'm aware of feel like they can't necessarily express an emotion be it sadness, happiness, anger, whatever, they tend to be more of just not sure how to act around me sometimes, um, you know, in terms of much more than just small talk, mm. you know, because they, um, and I would say to that, not always just because they're afraid that I'm going to get triggered by something or they're afraid that, you know, I'm going to feel bad about something, but they just don't know what to say. Um, I think a lot of times, you run into, and again, my own experience, and, and and from what I've heard from others, you run into the situation where they don't know what to say because you know they can't relate to the things that you're passionate about. They can't relate to the struggles you've been through, so they're afraid to say anything. So they'll usually say nothing, or they'll just make very you know small talk in a in a public gathering where everybody's at, and really just not sure how to interact with you, partially for fear of you know, not wanting to hurt your feelings or, or anything, but, but partially because they just don't, if they don't live in that world, they feel like they have nothing in common. So they'd rather just say nothing. Like that's kind of more, I think of where I get from it, at least in my perspective is, um, you know, more so than worrying about triggering me. They, they just don't, they don't know what to say. So you, you tend to feel awkward in like public, you know, like a family party or, mm. you know, uh, a gathering where people from work who happen to know a little bit about you, um, you know, you just tend to kind of have more superficial conversations than in-depth type ones because they just, you know, they don't know. Right. And we don't know what we don't know. So, okay. Mm. No, that's, that's good perspective because it's, it's, it speaks to, um, not necessarily them, you know, showing emotion to us, but, um, not sure how to always deal with our emotions, you know, uh, how, how they would deal with, with that. Um, Mike, how about you? Yeah, I think it's interesting because um, I kind of notice as well, like the difference between, I guess, when you're talking about loved ones, you're talking about kind of close friends, are you talking about family, are you talking about a partner? Um, and I think that can be different as um, Matt was kind of mentioning, it's different with different groups and different people and, um, I've definitely had conversations before where I can think of it kind of fitting into that. You're like, oh, they know a bit about your story and they know that you've had some experience with a particular illness and they will potentially kind of ask you a, a fairly open question. Um, and they're like, oh, they want to know that they've given you kind of an opportunity to talk. But you're like, yeah, but you've asked me kind of in front of like a lot of other people or while there's a, a, a big social gathering there's a limit as to how kind of in depth we're really gonna kind of talk about that in the same way that I guess if you asked someone about um I don't know if you ask someone about their relationship like are they really gonna tell you about either how great or how not great it is when you're in a room filled with kind of 10 20 other people um, you're right. probably going to get a fairly kind of short or closed off answer. And I think you, it's the same with mental health. It's it's providing that space. And if you're at that kind of setting, if you're at somewhere where there are 10 or 20 people, 
there's a big difference between kind of standing in that room asking someone even if it's a one-to-one conversation in the room or I don't know if you're outside um, and you're kind of away from the party or the gathering or whatever um, and you ask them there I think even in those two settings you get a very different answer um, I, I, I do think it's different with I don't know in my situation it's different with a partner where we have very open conversations about um, kind of those struggles and those experiences and we know that um, if we ask a question we're going to sit there for probably two to three minutes in silence while the other person kind of processes or thinks about what they want to share Um, but we've developed that kind of communication I guess so we do feel like I can say that and that's okay um, but I, I definitely don't have that with other people. I, I do think there's a lot of occasions where there is that kind of, um, like the eggshells of like, oh, there's only so much I really feel comfortable talking to you about. I'm going to kind of avoid talking about that. Like we can talk about it in general, but I don't really want to know details. And um, yeah, it's different for different people. And it's also different depending on the relationships or the communication I guess you have with different people as well. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, uh, that's I, I think why I bring it up is because, you know, like uh, in, in past years in my marriage, I know that, you know, I would fly off the handle during an argument or a conversation or something. And my wife would say something along the lines of, see, this is why I'm always scared to share things with you, because I never know what your reaction is going to be, mm. you know, or, you know, something like that. And, yeah. Um, um, and, and that would always make me feel bad. It didn't at the time. At the time, all it did was piss me off more. Mm. But later on, it would make me feel bad because I'm like, well, I don't want her thinking she can't trust me with how she truly feels about something because yeah. that's going to be disingenuous. And, and you know, um, but but I think like we, like yeah. what Mike says, it depends on it depends on the relationship and the and the dynamics of that relationship and. And, you know, have I gotten to a point where I can say to this partner or this friend or whatever um, exactly how I feel about subject A or B um, and and know that I'm not going to be judged for it? Mm. Because uh, quite honestly, that's uh, a lot of time. That's what keeps us in our shells and keeps us from breaking loose, because I know there are people in my life that no matter. Well, I shouldn't say in my life that have been in my life in the past. That if I was the the more I talk about things, like if I was sharing with those individuals the things that we talk about openly on on a podcast, yeah, uh, they would ridicule me for it. Mm. You know, I would be ridiculed. I would be, see, I told you he was crazy. Mm. Um, you know, those kinds of things, and that's that's part of that whole stigma thing that keeps us from reaching out. Um, to, to other people that would understand yeah. because we never know we never know what the reaction we're going to get either you know <laughs> so okay we so had uh, yeah we had something similar ish to that um yesterday or a couple of days ago actually where um i was i was at my girlfriend's flat and we were having a conversation or whatever and then um I think I'd gone to like hug her or something and she'd kind of jokingly said like no no more hugs and I got like I was really sad and I almost started to cry I was just really like that emotion just suddenly hit me and she was like what is it and I was like just because you said no more hugs and then I imagined like never hugging again um Mm. and then we had a conversation like later once that moment had passed and we got on with everything and and she said just um like it's realizing sometimes the different effect that some stuff can play and the um some people will experience depression where it is uh it's a constant um but for me it's very much kind of dips and there are certain times when it drops a lot and that was a moment when just out of nowhere um and just like that one kind of flippant comment that was not a nasty comment um just really hit me and she said I would never I would never say that again um, and I said, you shouldn't feel like you can't say something or, or whatever, because it wasn't said nastily and it's not a nasty thing to say, but it was just the impact that it had on me. And I think, again, that's why I come back to it. It's, it's the rapport, it's the communication that you 
have between people that it's making them feel comfortable that yeah okay you might say something that has an impact on me and equally I might do or say something that has an impact on you it's um it's being able to share that experience like it doesn't take away from my illness um like my girlfriend talking about how sometimes it's really hard for her to see or hear some of the stuff that I experience it's recognizing that that doesn't take away from from my illness or my experience it's sharing that Mm. Um, but it's being able to create, I think, that space where you're happy to say, actually, no, that's it's okay. It's a shame, but that's okay. Um, and it's kind of it's our issue. Um, but there are definitely times when I've not had that, um, and particularly with with friends more so, where there is that that um, worry that you're going to say something that someone's not going to quite take the right way, or or right. Um, how are they going to receive that? So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Matt? Um, had a couple things come to mind. Um, I mean, I've had myself uh, sometimes in situations where I feel uh, um, that there are, like, the people who are in... I'll say my mental health circles. How about that? Versus Mm. people who are not Mm. the people who are not in mental health circles. I tend to, um, say things that I wouldn't say to somebody who was in a mental health circle. Um, and only because I've, I've had a couple of experiences where I've said something jokingly and of course, no, no malicious intent, whatever, but Mm. someone who was in my mental health circle, um, you know, who's dealt with a whole lot of shame and obviously things I've dealt with too, took it very, very literally and was quite sad. And so, you know, we had to kind of work that out and I apologize that, you know, it wasn't meant, you know, with any kind of ill intent, but because of the shame and all the struggles that we've been through, things that you would say to somebody who's not in a mental health circle, um, you know, you have to be sometimes careful with what you say because of, you know, things, things can be triggering and whatnot for any, any number of reasons. So, I've run into that before and I've kind of learned to have a bit, a bit of a different um, way that I interact, I guess, with people. And mm. I mean, sometimes it makes me feel a little weird to do it, but at the same time, um, when I go out, okay, for, for example, I was out with a bunch of former coworkers uh, a couple of nights ago. You know, we went out for wings and uh, a couple of drinks. And, you know, now back now, mind you, when I was back working in the office environment, I mean, I, you know, I mean, it's it's a very different atmosphere. Nobody in there is into mental health whatsoever. These people have no compassion for mental health whatsoever. And, and And for long and because I lived in that circles for that circle for so long way before I ever got into the mental health world and working on my own survivor stuff and doing this podcast and all the other things, I still interact with them the way that I used to. I mean, you know, cursing like a sailor, calling each other names, being jerks, but, you know, in in a fun way, just doing kind of very stuff, you know, stuff that nobody thinks or gives a second thought to. Mm -hmm. Whereas the things that I, you know, that we would say normally when I was in the office and last, and what we said the other night, I would never say to somebody when I was working with them as a coach or whether we were on a podcast or just talking about anything mental health related because it could be very triggering and stuff. So do you guys ever feel um, that way to where you're almost kind of two different people depending on the circles that you're in? Uh, I'll chime in real quick and go, yes. (laughs) Thank God. All right. Good. (laughs) No, no, I, You know, one of my biggest struggles is being the same person in all situations all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be one of the um, it's going to be one of the struggles of my life, I believe, is uh, to to because as you were explaining that, Matt, I'm sitting here. I can I can see in my head the exact same situations where I'm not the same person, depending on who I'm around. And, um, um, you know, my sensitivity level is a lot different in my recovery setting or in a mental health setting than it would be in a work environment. And that's, exactly. that's something yes. I have exactly. a, I have a really hard time with that because I want the guy that I am, let's say for an example, as I interact with you two, I would love to be 
a guy who interacts with everyone that way. Hmm. And I think that part of the reason why I can't is because I have that level of, I don't know if you want to call it a protection around me to where I've got to be sarcastic and I've got to be cynical and I've got to be a smart ass um, in like work situations and things like things like that, almost as a protection against being hurt, mm. which, you know, I don't have any fear of that talking to you guys. And it's really funny because as we're talking about this, I'm going, you know, never once, never once have I have I ever felt um hurt or offended by anything you guys say. And I'm guessing it's because we're all very sensitive to what the rest of the world can do to us. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So, so yeah, absolutely. I know where you're coming from. I think there's also, I, I don't know, there's also that element of we kind of created a space where it's like we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about um, stuff openly and sometimes it might be light-hearted sometimes it might be really serious but we're all happy to hear that and we um, might have a little bit of an insight but we also respect the fact that we're never totally going to know or understand it and we're prepared to kind of give that space and I think you don't know whether you have that sometimes with particular people I think um I don't know about you guys, but I definitely feel like the people that I am more, um, not more honest, more open with are people that I have met kind of since I started to really experience that, those mental health struggles and mental health illness. Um, because there isn't that um, comparison between like the person that I feel like I was before I experienced um, those symptoms and the person afterwards. Whereas the friends that I've got from uh, kind of like previous jobs or from um, I've got a load of friends from school, those relationships are very much built around kind of the person I feel like I used to be or the person that didn't know or didn't have that experience. Um, and it, it does create that kind of conflict in your mind as to oh, how, what kind of version of myself am I and, and how much of myself am I sharing with um these people uh and I, I do think that's particularly i definitely notice it um when i compare the relationship like i said those people that i've known for a long time to people that i've known for not as long and that you sort of look at it and like oh that's a bit strange that you're so open with people that you've not known for a long period of time um but it's the basis or the environment that you've set up around those conversations i guess mm -hmm. I think yeah. part of it too is can be like a uh, like a defense mechanism. I think kind of sort of what Mike was saying a bit, um, in that you know, for example, for you know when I was out there the other night with everybody, I know for a fact because we've had the conversation briefly in the office before when I was working there yeah. that they know very little of the things I do, and honestly, it, it doesn't really interest them. But yeah. uh, you know, they never really made me feel bad about it or anything. They just it's not something that know they really cared about so yeah. i'm like whatever you know that's fine so i think too when i get around that environment it's almost like a thing of you know they may politely ask you know or, well actually they did they said so hey how's the mental health thing going and you know <laughs> like so i think it, i mean i guess i mean and i said oh you know it's going great you know i'm a coach and blah 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 and but Rather than getting into something too deep, that's going to go down a road that they're not going to understand or, or care about and probably end up falling flat in some awkward silence somewhere in the middle of a right. wherever. Mm. I think it's better. You know, I think I almost just defaulted to the old stuff because, number one, it came naturally. Number two, mm. they're not interested that much in what I'm doing. They're just interested in how I am because, you know, I've known them for 17 years. Mm. So it's almost this thing of let's just keep the conversation going in a more mutually safe way rather than going down the road of just what Matt's doing and how that can end up, you know, going down someplace where not everybody can relate. And then you get the awkwardness. So it's, mm. it almost feels a bit like you're two different people. And like Wes said, I, I am, you know, you, you, you struggle because you want to be the same person all the time. Um, you know, because that feels like you are more in tune with yourself. It feels more authentic, excuse me. It feels more authentic, but at the same time, I don't know that there's necessarily anything wrong with with being kind of that 
separate type of person, almost uh, compartmentalizing things because of the various reasons that 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 we've all said. Mm. Um, you know, not not the least of which would be not making people uncomfortable who don't understand. Right. Yeah, and I think even if you looked at um, other elements of your life, like you're probably a slightly different person when you're with. Um, your family to when you're with your friends to when you're with your work colleagues mm. um, like there are lots of ways I think that we have kind of a different slant or a different version of ourselves with different people and in different environments and that's not an exclusively um, kind of a mental health thing I think the big thing is I guess noticing that and being aware of that and, and being okay with it it's if you suddenly look back and go oh actually I'm really struggling because there is a conflict in in who I am and what I can say. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know that in itself it's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think it is, but I think it's probably quite important to be aware of that. Right, and I think awareness is the big thing, and that that raises the question in my mind: Do we need those kind of relationships in our lives? In other words, for lack of a better term, ones that are a little more superficial. Ones that we enjoy, you know, we enjoy being around persons A, B, and C that we've known for years in a work environment, and we know what to expect there. There's not a whole lot of challenges. There's not, you know, and so we can just have that kind of friendly banter back and forth and bust each other's stones like we used to in the office. Do we need those kind of relationships? Because we can't, we can't just, or no, I shouldn't say we. I have a hard time being that deep all the time. Mm, mm. Does that make That's sense? That's exactly yeah. where I was going with it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so. I think yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's given time for your, I guess, for you to explore yourself as well and know, actually, if there's a time you want to sit down and just talk about sport and that's it, it's good to have some people that you can sit down and, and talk about that with or, or whatever um your thing is again I, th I think it's about the awareness of that like actually is it a, is it useful for you it, is it is that a positive outlet do you enjoy that time with people it, it fine if you're like like i i have friends like that and i'm like oh i really i enjoy going and seeing them but you know what like after three hours i've had my feel i don't want right. to spend any more time with you <laughs> that's yeah. my limit and sometimes i will just say yeah i'm, I'm done now i'm off um but I, it's being aware of that. And I do, I have had friends in the past where it's got to that stage where I think actually, no, like this isn't uh, a relationship um, that is useful or helpful to me. Actually, I I feel like I can't share the important stuff with you. Um, mm -hmm. And so actually the, the bond is gone. Um, and I think that it's really important to be mindful of that. Am I not sharing because I don't want to? Um, which is completely fine, um, but if it's because I don't feel able to, then that that but then becomes a balance. And there are some friends I have where I I don't feel able to share, but I'm willing to kind of balance that off with actually it's someone that I've got a, like a long history with, and I, I don't want to not be friends with that person. But there are some times when you have to go actually if if this is not something that's a positive experience for you. Um, then maybe it's an, uh, it's more beneficial to kind of step back a little bit. Mm. I think that's well said. That that brings up some really good points. Matt, you want to chime in? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm mostly uh, um, echoing what Mike said, but I think it's good to have a bit of a diverse type of group of people because, mm. um, you know, and to what you said as well, like, there's no way that I can be that deep 24 seven. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. the stuff, the stuff that we talk about on our own podcast, the stuff that we blog about, I mean, even the stuff that we tweet about mm. is, is generally, I mean, other than the time change things is generally <laughs> very, very, very deep, you know, stuff. And so, you know, for us to be able to like, you know, I mean, I, I genuinely had a very good time hanging out with those guys, but you know, by the end of the night, I'm like, you know what? I'm good. You know, we had we had several hours. We laughed. We talked. We carried on. We did guy stuff. We were just, you know, doing all the fun things. And I realized that it's important for me to have that from time to time or things like that. If for no other reason, then then to just blow off some steam and not be so deep and just be laughing and carrying on and, you know, you know, just doing dumb guy things because it's funny. 
um, right. or you know, just just to give my brain a break mm. from 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 all the intense work. And so I think it's good to have, you know, obviously have the deep, meaningful relationships, you know, um, but also just have those more friendly, occasional, less intense things where you can show up at um, a restaurant or a party or a bowling alley or whatever and just talk about football or whatever else you want to talk about and not worry about going down a road that's going to be some deep, meaningful conversation when you've, you know, just spent the entire week, you know, up to your neck in, you know, recovery things or therapy or whatever else. So mm-hmm. I, you know, give yourself that time to unwind and blow off steam and have fun doing whatever it is you do. I mean, to me, it's almost, it can be a form of self-care, you know, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out with people who quite honestly, don't really give a damn about mental health. Right. Really? Right. Yeah. They look at you and say, yo, you're, you're a fun guy and you're here. So yeah, that's good enough for me. I'm, I'm good with that. You know? And those are also the same people that know, or probably would know that if they ever ran into a struggle, they've got a face in their mind of someone they could reach out to if they had to. And that's kind of where, where I've always missed It's very similar to addiction recovery in that I don't walk around with a sign on my head that says recovering alcoholic, ask me how, you know, Um, but people that are around me enough know enough to where if they ever had a question, they could come to me and go, hey, I got a serious question for you, blah, 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 you know, and then you you start a conversation from there. I'm willing to go as deep as most other people want to go. I'm trying to be a better listener than I am speaker. Um, so uh, I, I think a lot of times all we can do in situations like that is maybe make ourselves available. Hmm. Um, and people know that they could reach out to us if they chose to. Um, but other than that, it's like, no, I have I have no problem just, you know, knocking down two dozen wings. It's almost lunchtime out here, so I'm seriously thinking about wings now. Um, Thanks a lot, Matt. (laughs) Love me some wings, man. Yeah, I can't say I blame you. I think one thing that's in there as well that I think is probably particularly relevant for for us and people that are, I guess, involved in whether it's a professional or like a personal interest in kind of the mental health world is having people that you can go and talk to that you don't, it's not kind of a work or a professional conversation. And I've noticed a couple of times when it's kind of a casual friend conversation and it starts to roll into mental health and how quickly your kind of your work brain starts to kick in. And you think of like, oh, here's some therapy that I've been to before. Here's some training that I've had before. Here's what I'd say. And it's it's kind of kicking that to the side sometimes and going, yeah, I'm just here to play pool or yeah. bowling or watch a sport or whatever. Um, and it is, yeah, it's having that time to kind of, what you say, not necessarily shut down, but um, I always think of like when you're little and you sort of say about kids, like they, it gets to a period where they just need to go outside and run around. It doesn't need to be an activity. It just just let them outside, let them run around. Um, and it, it's that kind of just letting off steam that I think you're kind of talking about. Actually, it's, it's just time to, um, yeah, not be involved in a set task or activity. Just go, okay, you might not physically be going outside, but just go outside, just go and have some fun, go and do something that doesn't involve... Um, maybe it doesn't involve a lot of thinking. It doesn't involve a lot of work. It's just going and, and doing whatever with whoever. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can get a little bit too regimented sometimes and go, no, nope, this is the time of day when I always fill in the blanks. So I got to be doing that, you know. And I, I kind of, um, I kind of short circuit my own creativity sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm trying to be on task all the time. And, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, guys or male, males in general are, are as usually as a rule, kind of the more compartmentalized task oriented um, of the species, you know, and, and um, we, I think, I think the, the word you guys use awareness is, is the big thing. It's like, you know what, I've been hanging around the guys a lot lately and I feel like I'm losing touch with, 
whatever's deeper about me. So it's like, maybe I need to back away. And I've done that before, right? Mm. Back away from people or situations because I'm going, you know, I'm not sitting here going, ah, it's evil. I don't want nothing to do with it. No, it's just, I, you know, for my own self-care, I just kind of need to back away a little bit. And it's kind of like when you're a kid and you got that, you know, that new friend who has the newest toy and you're, you're constantly at their house or their cause and you're inseparable and you burn each other out, you know, mm. <laughs> you get to a point where it's just like, okay, I'm sick of the side of you. I got to go away, you know? <laughs> and as adults, I think we're supposed to have kind of a more balanced idea of what it is. And, and, you know, for me, I think that was kind of stunted by mental health addiction and the whole nine yards where it's like, um, maybe I didn't learn those things correctly, you know, when I was growing up. It's like, well, no, there's a time for, like, I, I know with my son, we used to always say he'd, he'd go out and he'd be, you know, he'd spend the weekend at his friends and you'd hardly ever see him. And then he comes in and he's just in his room playing Legos when he was a kid. And um, my wife would always say he just needs his downtime, hmm. you know, where he's just like, all right, I got to, I got to disconnect because hmm. I've been too connected so now I just got to disconnect and kind of kick it and just kind of, you know, where are my G.I. Joes? And that's all I want to do. Hmm. I feel like that sometimes. Isn't that where, because uh, I imagine that's where the, you see the growth of, uh, well, I guess back in the day it was Snake and Tetris, but um, <laughs> like the Angry Birds, the Candy Crush, all of that sort of stuff. In my head, that's, it's the... The kind of I don't know for some people maybe it's mindfulness for other it's mindlessness, um, yeah. But it's it's, it's just I like that. <laughs> it's having is it that... mindfulness or is it mindlessness? <laughs> <laughs> Can it be both? I'm not sure. Um, it's just yeah, switching off, not thinking, just doing. Like you say, for some people need a bit more of a task, and it might be structured. But um, yeah, it's having that time just to uh, yeah. Be mindfully mindless. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. Mindfully mindless. That's that's something I need to work. It's a great thing. I'm I writing that one down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what about and and you guys can probably both answer this. When you are for those people in your life who know that you are um, either. Uh, perhaps you struggled with something mental health related, obviously, you know, whether it's addiction or it's depression or whatever, or they know that you do a podcast or you write, or you're kind of in the, in the circle of the mental health world. And they ask you, you know, so tell me more about what you do. And it's not the whole work question either, you know, you know, it, it, or, you know, how's the family? It's tell me more about, you know, this mental health stuff or, you know, you know, and um, do you guys ever, kind of pause and have to assess like how much you're going to tell this person and mm. is it worth going down the road of, of of really explaining that and because I mean you know I can tell somebody well you know I'm an anxiety and a survivor coach and I do a mental health podcast and I'm a blogger and they'll usually kind of give me a bit of a blank stare or a very um gracious kind of head bob of ah okay cool and then, and then that's kind of, and then you have to kind of judge how much, you know, more they want to know, but it, it, it sometimes is a little bit awkward when you're trying to tell somebody rather than, you know, yeah, I'm a business consultant for blah, blah, blah. And Ooh, I do all right. these things in a factory or in an office, but yes, right. I'm an anxiety and mental health coach and I work with survivors and I'm a blogger and I have a podcast and we talk about all kinds of stuff. And so it just, I think for, for as for as confident as I am in, you know, my own survivor journey and the stuff that I talk about on a podcast or on a blog, I think it almost has to be a bit, at least for me, it is a case by case basis of mm. how much am I going to share with this person versus how much are they going to understand? Or am I, am I, or am I prejudging them thinking they're not going to understand? So I just don't say anything. Ooh, man, that's a good question. Um, I, I think for me, because this has happened recently, just in the last few months where someone is, has uh, I've I've casually mentioned something and they'll say, oh, you know what uh, what's that all about, you know, and I'll just say, well, I've I've got a lot of um, and what I try to do, and in fact, I notice my my counselor uh, uh, does this too, is I put that slash in there. I say anxiety and depression because she's she's gotten it through my head that you can't have extreme anxiety without having some form of depression. 
And if you have depression, you're going to have some form of anxiety along with that. And they, they go hand in hand so much and so much of it is still a mystery. But I always use that term. I say, well, I have a lot of anxiety and depression issues um, uh, in my life. Uh, I have addiction issues in my past. So I get on uh, a podcast, uh, you know, a couple times a quarter or once every quarter or something with a couple of guys. And, and we just chew the fat on what, you know, what kind of stuff we're into, what works for us, what doesn't. It's just kind of a round table, you know, kind of thing. And, and then I can leave it at that, you know, if it goes on to, okay, well, what do you do for a living? Well, I work in manufacturing and I do that, da, 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 da. Um, so I, I've kind of, but, but I, I totally get where you're coming from Matt, because it's kind of like, you know, you know, you're going to get a blank stare if you go too deep into this stuff. Um, so, so I do try to keep it kind of surface level. Um, but I, I don't worry about sharing that with it because if, if, if um, I don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't worry about sharing part of me because who am I? I'm just me. I'm a guy who has anxiety issues. I've had them all my life. I'm learning more about them in my fifties than I ever knew about them, um, you know, in in the previous decades of my life, and I'm finding I'm finding out that there are genuine reasons why I have always felt the way I do. Um, and if people want to know, you know, more details, I can always get into them with that. You know, I'm not the burning bush. I don't have all the answers, but I do, um, you know, I do know a little bit about it enough to keep an intelligent conversation going. Um, so, so yeah, I'm kind of open about it, but I try to keep it business card form. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like you say. It's I guess it depends on on who you're talking to, how you've met them, what the environment is. But um, there's almost that element of kind of testing out, isn't there? Like, like you say, I think giving that kind of short intro, seeing where that goes, and judging how much you're going to kind of reveal or, or kind of go into that story because I think there is that uh, I don't know that assumption or that judgment that is made when you say oh I so have a, a blog or a podcast or whatever that's kind of mental health focused you can see that uh, it's not a twinkle in their eye <laughs> but you can see the kind of the reaction and that assumption oh okay so you've experienced that um Yes. And it's it's that balance of going, okay, I'm happy with the conversation going in that way and I'm happy to have um, a little bit of um, kind of a disclosure in terms of talking about some of my experience, um, if that's where the conversation goes. But I think as kind of, I think it was Wes mentioned that it's that side of, there's also an element of us kind of prejudging um, what their reaction is going to be and um being a little bit um yeah we are being a bit judgmental about how how are they going to perceive this um and how are they going to take it when we've got often um no insight into what their history their past their experiences have been and actually they might see it as a huge positive and they might have had their own experience and um I think sometimes people think, oh, because you talk about mental health, you you don't then prejudge people. And you're like, no, that's part of like our human nature. We try and do it less, um, but you're still going to do it. You're, you're still kind of naturally driven to have that instant reaction or those thought processes about someone that you meet. So it's a challenge. Yes, it is. But a lot of times we have to learn that stuff by first, you know, sticking our foot in our mouth, you mm-hmm. know, and then and then we go, OK, I'm not going to go there again. You know, that's where I learn most of my lessons. Yeah. Is, and part of my anxiety is thinking, OK, I should have been able to navigate that. I should have been able to miss that time bomb, you know, that that landmine. Um, and I didn't. I stepped right into it. And then I ridicule myself and beat on myself and replay the conversation eight times in my head, trying to figure out how I could have done it better instead of just learning from it and moving on, you know, which, um, you know, you never know how a conversation is going to start out. You try and find common ground and keep it there. And if if someone wants to go deeper, then, yeah, sure, I'm open to that. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
speaking yeah, of pregnant was, silences. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time we had one in this episode. <laughs> I was going to say. I had something there for a second, and I was about to go, and then I just lost it. Um, no, I think it's – believe me, I mean, I, I've uh, inserted my – foot in my mouth more times than I ever care to ever recall. But, and I mean, I have learned a lot from those and I think something that, and it just kind of dawned on me as we've been sitting here talking a little bit more is I probably judge people as either not caring or not understanding more than I ever really should in this kind of stuff. Um, because they, there, there are times when somebody says, Hey, you know, what do you do? Well, I'm an, I, I, you know, I'm a mental health podcaster and, a, and a blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Oh really? Wow. You know, I know so-and-so that does this, or, you know, I know a coach that does that. Mm. And all of a sudden you get like this whole world of like, uh, an opportunity or you get this whole opportunity of topics that, that, that are now on the table that weren't just like, you know, 30 seconds ago. And you realize this person might have been the last person you would have ever picked out in the crowd that that would discuss mental health with you. And then you realize it's it's kind of a good reminder of, uh, you know, that whole thing of not judging people based on any number of factors, you know, not the least of which would be because, uh, you know, we spend so much time in the mental health circle that we um, think that if you're not in that circle, then you can't be in that circle. When in reality, there are a lot of people who, you know, just either for, you know, either, either don't look like they are, or maybe they are, and you just never knew it, but mm. you have this preconceived notion, perhaps, um, perhaps it is a defense mechanism where, you know, you don't want to share too much because you've been burned in the past, or, uh, you know, it is, it is just a healthy boundary that you put up to kind of feel somebody out before you go down that road. But I mean, I've, I've ended up in conversations that were pretty deep with somebody who I would have never guessed in a million years even even cared about mental health whatsoever. And so I just I think it's always a good reminder that when you are, you know, if somebody does ask you, consider giving them the benefit of the doubt of not saying, well, you know, let's just not share much of all because they're not going to get it anyway, but be open to the possibility that, hey, they might be more interested and know more than you think they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think how often have we spoken about, oh, because I shared my story, someone else then came forward and spoke to me that's been my friend or an acquaintance or a family member for however many years and I never knew they'd had that and because I shared it kind of gave them permission to to share as well and host that conversation um, and that wouldn't happen if someone um, wasn't kind of open in the first place and took that I don't know that chance um, to share that experience or that knowledge yeah absolutely I, I totally uh, I believe that with everything I am that um, you know, the person who is going to share uh, their struggle or, you know, some of the things that, let's face it, these things are not things that we want to walk around bragging on. So um, if we're if we're engaging in a conversation and talking to somebody about these kinds of issues, um, there's there's a legitimacy to it. And other people see that and they go, oh, wow, OK, I and to whatever degree, they may not be terribly comfortable with it, but I, you know, when you're sitting in a small group of people and you bring up something that that really um, that really resonates with you, other people who struggle with the same thing are going to have a hard time keeping their mouth shut because they 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 have an opinion and they they have um, even if it's a differing opinion or or wow I I can't tell you how many times. Sometimes I've I've listened to someone else share about themselves and I go, I would have had no idea that any other person in the history of the world had ever felt that way because that's exactly how I feel. And that's where things begin to change. That's where things uh, where people start to open up and, and see um, uh, see all the similarities that we have. And when we struggle with stuff like this, it makes it a little harder to judge because we're going you know what, that guy's probably hurting just as much as I am, just in a different way. Mm. You know, there's different different degrees to our suffering and our, you know, what what miseries we endure. Um, but it makes it harder to judge when you're going, you know, that guy's probably got some of the same issues that I have. Or if he shares something that tells you he's got issues like you have, you know. Or even if they're not your issues that are similar to you at all, mm. He's got issues. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, we all we all have something that we're not uh, that we're not crazy about. Mm. Very true. Yeah. 
cool. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's. I, I just anytime we go down this road of talking about this stuff and like the conversation always takes off. I'm always like, yeah, leave it up to us to come up with something and then and then you know talk for the next forty minutes about it and <laughs> see how much we all have in common. You know, just you know, I mean, it's. I always find it fascinating. Like, I mean, we're we're all three different guys, different interests, mm. different parts of the country, the world. But yet, when you talk about this kind of stuff, you, there's a lot of similar things yeah. that that we all experience. And I, and I think that's that's a good thing about, you know, the whole uh, mental health advocate type of world is, while everybody's different, our own struggles, our own stories, all that stuff there's a lot of universal feelings and things that people can kind of get behind and agree on, or at least relate to that, you know, always makes you feel like, you know, Hey, I may feel like I'm the only one in the world that deals with it. But then mm. you sit down and talk to somebody for a couple of minutes. You're like, Nope, Nope. I'm not. That was just, you know, something, some old stuff coming up that made me think that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we've yeah. had, cause we've had a couple of episodes where we've had different opinions on certain things, but there's always that crossover, isn't there? There's always that similarity. Yes. There's always, like you say, that the similar experience or thought process that's happened um, between people that have got, yeah, different experiences, um, live in very much different environments, in different time zones even. Live in different time zones, that's right. And it's, yeah, it's, I think it's that thing of we all kind of say, oh, there's X amount of people, there's one in however many people are affected, um, but you kind of come back to that idea that actually it's it's when you talk to someone, it's when you engage and have that kind of communication that you realise, oh, yeah, that, that no, there are actually other people. Um, I think sometimes kind of statistics or just, I guess, general awareness doesn't really hit home until you actually meet those people and have those conversations and realise that, yeah, yes. you actually aren't alone. Um, I think that really changes when you have those conversations. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of times you got to go out and look for it a little bit or, or be mm. open to looking for it a little bit, you know, mm. um, and, and being able to engage in the conversation with someone. But yeah, that is, that's very true. And I, I will just point out that not all of us have the same issues, um, when it comes to time zones, because you guys are messed up. I'm in the same time zone all the time. You know, matter, you know. Doesn't matter what time of year it is, I'm always in the same time zone. So that's a great way to wrap up this episode. All right, I we're off. I think so. I think so. See, and what that shows you is the depth of my denial. I don't have problems like you guys do, because I'm in the same time zone all the time. So it should be easier then if we just kind of leave you to organize the timing in future. No. Yeah. So that's Mr. Quite, that's, I get sunburned yeah, when that's... I'm putting up Christmas lights. <laughs> no, I know, right? I'm never going to live that one down. You are never going to live that one down, ever. <laughs> I'm, uh... Oh, dear. Oh, uh, you guys, I swear. <laughs> well, well, this has been awesome, guys, right? Like, yeah. so why don't we, uh, Wes, do you want to take us out and, and like, uh, share, like, what's going on, like, around the. Uh... Do that with all that, you know, all that professional Before we get out of here, because end. your voice is, is about shot, I think, right? Yeah, so. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go to bed, I think. Um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> well, I'm Wes. My name's Wes, and I'm at WesA1966 on Twitter. Uh, um, and right now, I'm not doing a whole heck of a lot, except uh, being uh, entertainment for these two knuckleheads who <laughs> like to pick on me for no reason whatsoever. Because <laughs> I've never done anything to them, nope. um, but I'm still no, out there. No, no, so, I'm st- no. Of course not. I'm still, uh, you know, I, I just love, I just love supporting advocates. When you guys say something or do something, I just love hitting retweet and just mm. saying, you know, yes, this is the truth. Look at these guys. Don't, don't, don't sit in a corner and and uh, try and figure it all out on your own. Um, but that's me. That's what I'm doing. You guys. It's me next, isn't it? I always forget. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I, I want to start off by saying a big thank you, actually, for those um, retweets and stuff like that. You're always there with the support. Um, so that's that's really it's really nice, and it really feeds into that kind of that community that we mentioned back at the beginning of this episode. I think. Um, but yes, I'm Mike. Uh, I'm at 
What am I at? Uh, Mike underscore Douglas underscore on Twitter uh, and Instagram now. Yes, that other person's closed their account. Um, uh, all of the stuff that I do is on the website, so uh, mikesopenjournal.com. The big thing that I'm kind of uh, pushing or trying to promote at the moment is the Mental Health Blog Awards, which are going to be on the 27th of July um, in the south coast of Portsmouth. So we're going to be celebrating some of the stuff that's going on in around the kind of the mental health online world um, in the summer. So I'm looking forward to kind of celebrating uh, at that event in the summer. Awesome. Awesome. And I would like to come visit these mental health blog awards sometime. Yeah, wouldn't I'm, that be cool? That, that would be a cool time. I'm really, hey. I really want to look at how we do some of the online. I don't know that I'm going to be able to do it this year, but look at how we do some of the online stuff on the day to share it. Because as even last year was last year was the first year, and there were a number of people that sort of contacted me and said, "Oh, how can I watch online?" And I was like, "You can't. Oh, <laughs> I haven't yeah. set any of that up." Really so we're we're getting there. Well, Mike, you have wings over there, right? Um... <laughs> no, I no, mean, not could... like flapping wings to fly, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean yeah. I, I, okay. I don't know that they're going to be up to American standards, but yeah. Right. You know, that would be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, if there's wings there, I'll come over and try it. It'll be all right. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. I mean, Matt and I can certainly spend some time judging that. That's not. <laughs> oh yes, exactly. Fit yes, in a yes, couple yes, of food will... reviews. <laughs> yeah. Mental health blog awards and wings. Yep. You know. Yes. Let's go. Right. Thank you, Mike. Cool. Matt? Well, yeah, my name is Matt. You can find me at beyondyourpast.com. Um, I, I do a podcast um, every week. Uh, I try to get uh, two episodes out a week. Sometimes that doesn't always work. Uh, but if you want to learn more about the podcast, if you're interested in coming on as a guest, uh, more about my coaching and the blog, just head over to Beyond Your Past. Check it out. And uh, otherwise, you can check us all out here, like Wes said, about once every couple of months or so, usually four or five times a year is what it works out to, that we get together and do this. And then we all share and retweet everybody's uh, posting of this podcast and help support each other. So follow us, send us tweets and DMs and emails and tell us how much you like it. And if you don't like it, then we don't want to hear it. But that's OK. Right. Yeah. If you don't like it, then we don't really want to hear from you because, you know. I'm, I, I, for one, am kind of fragile, so I don't... No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us what we could be doing better. No, actually, don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Send us your complaints no, no, no. to yeah. to our leader, Wes. No. And, and then no. it's all good. <laughs> you, yes, you, but only if you're complaining about the other two. If you're complaining about me, just keep it to yourself. You honestly <laughs> don't have to listen to the episode three times, but you do have to download each version of it. <laughs> Yes, yes. yeah, is that yes, what he said. That's exactly That's right. True. That's true. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, as always, it's been fun. Always, guys. Well, hopefully yeah. your voice feels better, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, guys. Take Hope care. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
um, and then they want to talk about it. 